It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The weather has started now. Suddenly we're into more normal weather for this time of year. And actually, I think it's the first uh, time I'm forecasting a frost tonight. Is that going to have an effect in the gardens? Yeah, I think we had, I was talking to somebody who told me that um, we had three times the normal October rainfall this October. uh, And I was was kind of gobsmacked because I reckon that 90% of that came in the last week of October because we had a lovely few weeks and then we just had biblical rain on the in the last few days of October and that's probably going to have done more potentially more harm to any garden than the frost we're going to get so it, it's it's just typical Ireland isn't it we're going from one extreme to the next so we've gone from that very wet and windy stormy weather to to really really beautiful early winter weather lovely sunny skies and, and cold crisp days um, the frost that's, that's forecasting and even the dip in temperatures and anything that's frost tender uh, Trish you'd want to be keeping an eye on all right anything that's kind of like your geraniums which might be out since the summer are are frost tender fuchsias any of those kind of frost tender summer flowering plants you would need to either bring into something like a greenhouse or a polytunnel if you have one or or maybe uh, it's probably not necessary for horticultural fleece yet but soon i think get yourself a roll so you have it to hand for when the temperatures do drop yeah and of course we've had it it, we have above average temperatures for this time of year certainly in right throughout October it was it was extremely uh, mild and uh, Ken says uh, he thinks it's because the temperatures were so mild he said his daffodils are starting to sprout up and he's worried will they get affected by the frost and this this is a this is a question not just with daffodils but with other bulbs that I've I've been getting asked more and more over the last number of years and particularly this year lots of people are at me are asking me you know uh, when should they be planting their bulbs and I, I think we mentioned it before a couple of weeks ago Trish that I'm quite, sorry the reason I'm kind of hesitant here the answer to the question is no they'll be fine with the frost right but but uh, it'll just stall them the reason that, that they're growing so soon is because the temperatures have been higher uh, and they, they kind of nearly think it's spring. But where I'm going is a lot of garden centres and supermarkets and things like that start selling bulbs now in August. People see them and think it's time to start planting, but of course it's not. I mean, the, the seasons actually haven't changed in terms of gardening. You really don't plant your bulbs until October onwards. Um, so what's, what's happened is because they were available sooner, because they are available sooner now, people are planting them sooner, that's leading to, to them growing earlier. No, they won't get damaged by frost during the winter because they're, they're, they'll be okay, but they will possibly flower much earlier than they should. So you'll miss that display at the right time in the spring. Um, 
But the answer to the question is no, they'll be okay. And yeah, the cold be- temperature will probably stall them. Because stay on daffodils. Another listener says, I bought daffodils about six weeks ago and realised I forgot to plant them. I left them out in the shed. Is it okay to plant them now? And of course it is, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, it's absolutely. You've, you've really, I, I often don't get my bulbs planted until January, so there's absolutely no urgency with them. No, November is absolutely fine. Just if, if any of the bulbs are soft or rotten, don't plant them. But all, if they're hard and firm to the touch, they'll be fine. Okay, Kate says, uh, Hi, Peter. Is now the right time to transplant heathers from pots? Want to transplant them out into the garden? Yeah, absolutely. Plant away. If you're going from a pot into the garden, Trish, you can really do it at any time of the year. The only the only exception during the winter months would be if the ground is physically frozen or if it's waterlogged. So if 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 neither of them is the case, then you can plant away. You see, there's no and you can plant from a pot into the ground at any time of the year in the summer because there's no root disturbance when you're taking it out of the pot. It's only when you're going the other way and taking it out of the ground that you really have to be careful of the season. And even that, we're in the right time for doing that now as well. Okay, Anne from Bantry has geraniums and polyanthus. For the past year, the leaves of these plants are being eaten by something. The plants are flowering very well. No problem with the flowers. Great colour on them, uh, but ongoing damage to the leaves. What am I doing wrong here? Thanking you, Peter, from Anne in Bantry. It's not a question of Anne doing anything wrong. It's a, it's a question of, 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 of something else going on. It's hard to say, obviously, what it is, because without seeing the, the leaf or without seeing the plant, it could be you know, a number of different bugs in the garden. Um, it, it, polyanthus in particular are prone to vine weevil. So the grubs of vine, the vine weevil acts in two ways. The grubs feed away on the roots under the ground. And they, so therefore, because they're under the ground, you don't see the damage until it's nearly too late. And the, the soil around it begins to get waterlogged. The plant looks yellow and sickly and it just doesn't thrive. And then when you touch it with your hand, it nearly comes away because all the roots have been eaten by the grubs. Um, but the, the, the reason I think it may be that is because they're very fond of, of polyanthus and you'll see the adult eating the leaf. Like what I mentioned before to you, Trish, it's like the old-fashioned bus ticket where they're eating notches from the outside in. Mm. It's not holes in the middle of the leaf. So if that's if that rings a bell, then I'd say it's most likely vine weevil. If it's if it's um, if it's holes in the middle of the leaf and things like that, if the whole leaf is being stripped, it could be slugs or even caterpillars. Not at this time of the year, obviously, but earlier. If it was earlier in the year, it could have been caterpillars. Um, the best thing to do here is if it's vine weevil, you need to introduce uh, a nematode. Um, something like Super Nemo or there are other ones out there which is a biological control so it's totally environmentally sound. There's no point doing it at this time of the year because it's too cold. You need to do it sometime between mid-March let's say and August when the soil temperature I think I think it needs to be 10 degrees or above I could, could be wrong on that but it needs to be warmer than what it is now anyway. Um, and then it, it all goes back to the bigger picture if it's for other problems if it, like if it's slugs or anything like that of just maintaining this natural balance in the garden instead of introducing insecticides and damaging things make sure you have a good bird population in the garden to put out bird feeders they'll feed on slugs and snails and they'll also feed on on many of the grubs that could be causing the, tr- the problem and caterpillars so it's, it's all about making sure that a good natural balance in the garden okay and we have a question about a grisselinia hedge. It's on a boundary ditch. It's a little bare at the bottom. How do I get it to thicken up, said Alina? It's planted a good few years ago. If it's a, okay, if it's a good few years ago, how you will do that? Okay, provided that the it's not caused by, let's say, lack of light at the bottom. In other words, that there isn't a wall or something else stopping sunlight getting it to it at the bottom. So accepting that it isn't, that isn't a problem. Then... 
you need to you can do it in one of a few ways by reducing the height of the gristlinia you're going to force these dormant lateral buds or side shoots if you like that are dormant at the moment uh, you're going to force them into growth so by cutting it down you will force it to thicken up okay but the other thing is depending on how you cut the hedge so if you if you can picture the hedge trish if, if you're cutting it so that it nearly pyramid in shape do you know what i mean so mm. it's, it's tapered a bit so that it's you don't have to go to that extreme obviously but just to illustrate my point if it was pyramid in shape the, then you'd have a lot of the sunlight getting down to the bottom of the plant however if you cut it dead straight or if you cut it whatever the opposite to a pyramid is if you know what i mean so if it's wider on top and narrower down below well then the sunlight isn't getting to the bottom of the plant uh, and that's what's causing it to be bare. So you could cut it down in height, which will encourage it, encourage it to push out. But also make sure that the higher you go, the higher the plant is, the, the the harder it's cut so that there is light getting to the bottom of the plant. And I would say that should help. Maybe a good feed as well with a good organic seaweed feed in, in kind of next, not now, but from next March onwards. OK, Mary has lavender that still has a few flowers on it, but there's masses of non-flowering branches is now the time to cut it back. She also has a honeysuckle. It's planted on a shaded back wall and it's never flowered in three years. Is it time to get rid of it, says Mary? Probably, I would say, in terms of, I always hate digging out and getting rid of a plant, but it's probably, if it hasn't flowered in three years, then it probably is just too shaded. It's not getting enough sun. So if it's time to get rid of rid of it or not, I'll leave to Mary. But the answer to the question, will it flower? Probably not, I'm afraid. OK, um, the the first part of that question, the again, lavender, sorry, was the, the, the lavender. lavender. Yeah. So, yeah, lavender. Lavender benefits from being lightly trimmed, if you like, several times during the year as opposed to one hard trim, particularly not now coming into the cold temperatures. So um, you could trim it back lightly now, definitely, but I wouldn't. It never likes to be cut back hard. So without seeing it, it's a difficult enough one to answer. But trim it back now. So when the flowers are finished or even today, uh, sacrifice the last few flowers, trim it back by a few inches. Uh, and then I would say come March again, as growth is beginning again on the other side of the winter, trim it back again just another few inches, even if you don't think it needs it. So you're forcing it then to stay good and dense and good and compact. And do that several times during the year to prevent it getting woody and leggy and, and bedraggled looking, if you like. Because if it has got woody and bedraggled looking, it's kind of time to bite the bullet and take it out and replace it. Yeah, and there's nothing like the smell of lavender in the garden. Now, now Mary and Mallow is summing up a question that a number of people have contacted us about. Mary planted a bee garden for the first time this year. She put in wildflowers, lavender, sunflowers, uh, poppies, etc. Does Peter have any advice on what to do with it now over winter? This is a question, again, that I'm being asked more and more, and I'm delighted to be asked because it means that so many people are doing it. I was giving a, a video demonstration yesterday in the, in the WWW, and a lot of people had the same question, and it's great. And the, the answer is this. If you've, set, if you've set out a wildflower area, you've either left it go naturally wild or you've done it from seed yourself. Come kind of September, October, now obviously we're into November, so if you haven't done it yet, do this now. When the flowers and that have finished as I say, normally late September, October, uh, you cut them back. So depending on the size of the area, you could do that with a, a hand shears or a strimmer and just strim them and let them lie on the area. Let them, don't move them, let them lie there so that the seed trish will disperse out of the dead flower heads it, from the seed pods back into the soil, okay? Um, and then after your few weeks, uh, remove those trimmings and, and put them off into the compost bin or wherever and those seeds will have gone back into the soil. And most good 
fee mixes or wildflower mixes will contain a mixture of uh, of annual species, biennial species, and perennial species. So what that means, Trish, in layman's terms, is in year one you'd expect a lot of colour from the annuals. Year two, the biennials will start just coming into their own. Uh, and from year three onwards, like any of these wild gardens, it's a long-term project. But from year three onwards is when you really see it becoming species-rich. So if you've done it this year, hopefully you've got a lot of colour from annuals. Trim them back, that the seeds go back into the soil, which means next year you should get more colour from the annuals and the biennials and the start of the perennials. So you do it every kind of September, October, November. Cut them back, let them on the ground for a few weeks and then trim them off. And really, that's all you do. Brilliant. That's it. Brilliant. And the bees will be yeah. delighted with you. OK, Peter, we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, Thanks for that. Bye-bye. Peter Dowdell of theirishgardener.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.